You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. God Identity Podcast. We are a faith-based platform where we influence creatives to live authentically in pursuit of their purpose. So if you're passionate about impacting lives, monetizing your gifts and talents, and you desire to grow a relationship with God, then tune in to our podcast. We are so glad to have you a part of our community. Welcome back to the God Identity Podcast. I am your host, Arnesia. On today's episode, I have a special guest coming back with us again is Jamel Jackson. What is up, Jamel? Jamel is actually, he's an author, motivational speaker, and relationship mechanic with a focus on developing concrete values to enhance relationships. So he is the guy you want to go to to get an enhancement in your relationships. So I'm going to, last time we talked to, we had an episode about aspects to attract and keep valuable people in your life, but I wanted to get more specific and I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into hearing what Jamil has to say when it comes to attracting and maintaining healthy relationships. Because when I think about relationship mechanic, I think of someone who is repairing my relationship. So Jamel, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more if you'd like, but tell us, how are you doing today, Jamel? I'm doing amazing. I think the only thing that was left out is uh, I'm the founder of Fire Iron Consulting. It's where we focus on giving people clarity on how to unlock their hidden potential. And just, I'm a firm believer that relationships need to be valued in order to prosper. You know, um, I recently got engaged. Um, I'm a father, I have two children and I love people, I love serving, yeah. Yes, congrats. I don't know if people know. I was I was married before. I don't know if they know if they listened to the podcast. I think the previous one I said that. You know, I think mm-hmm. I said it. I was married eleven years, so it's not like I just started doing this yesterday. Just for those who need that credential purposes, like, well, is he married? Has he ever? You know, yeah, we did that. Got you, got you. Yes, you have a great amount of uh, relationship experience, so that's a plus. That's a plus. So again, like, I just wanted to also touch on uh, how do you, what is actually a relationship mechanic? Let's go there because I feel like when we hear that, we can hear so many different things, but I want to hear it from you. Relationship mechanic is similar to an actual mechanic. Um, I actually got the name from a mechanic. Um, One day I was in the mall doing what I was doing, serving the people hope. And I was talking to a gentleman who was a mechanic. And he began to break down his line of work and how he does it. So I'm listening, like, and I'm very intrigued. And he said, you know, my job is very easy. He said, as a mechanic, I operate on the three C's. And I was like, okay, what's that? He was like, cause, complaint, correction. He said, that's all I do. That's how I make my money. And I said, well, explain to me further. What are you talking about? He was like, well, if somebody comes to me with their vehicle, you know, they, he said, most of the time they come to me and they tell me, hey, this is the cause. This is what's wrong with my vehicle, you know? And he says, they're complaining about it. And sometimes he said, either, sometimes they come to him and they complain about what's going on or they tell me this is the cause. He said, I take that into consideration and I do a diagnostic test. He said, based on that diagnostic, 
Nine times out of 10, he said, what they're telling me the cause is, is not the cause. What they're complaining about is what it is. But he said, I have to do the diagnostic to determine if that is what it actually is. And he said, based off that diagnostic, he charges them to fix it, which is the correction. So I said, wow, that's pretty cool, man. I said, you know what? At that time, I was going by a relationship coach. And it's, it's okay if somebody calls me a relationship coach. I'm cool. But me... When he said that, I said, you know what? I am the relationship mechanic for now on. I said, I'm going to operate off the three C's. People come to me with a cause complaint and I got to correct it. And so it's that, it's that simple, although there's more in-depth to it and more um, studying that has to go into it. But that's how I got the relationship mechanic. And I'm the only one who says that. And so eventually you'll start to see more relationship mechanics. But... Let's just put it out there that Jamel Jackson is the only person out there calling himself the relationship mechanic. And not to be on no boasting to be all of, you know, you know me, man. It's not like that. But that's where it came from. And then dealing with relationships is a mechanic. It's mechanical, you know? So if we look at it from a mechanic standpoint, I'm not a mechanic. But if you look at how much knowledge and experience and how much goes into being a mechanic, it takes a lot of knowledge. Now, my specific area, like most mechanics, I specialize in people that are preparing for marriage or those who are married and want to enrich their marriage. Yeah, I'm not doing teen counseling. I'm not doing now. I've, I'll talk to teens. I've, I'll talk to youth, but I'm not a teen counselor. I'm not, a, uh, somebody, I'm not an addiction counselor. No, I'm focusing on those who are preparing for marriage or they're married and they want to enrich their marriage. That's my specialty. That's what's up. And that's actually where I wanted to touch on is how exactly does it work when you're in the realm of helping people who are preparing for marriage? Because I think they're still technically still single, right? Um, until you're officially married and you go before a judge, like what's your perspective when it comes to um, helping people who are in that relationship, they're preparing for marriage, but what if they have different um I want to say they're just in the mindset where maybe they feel like they're not ready, but they are ready. Like they're going through back and forth the, the, the aspect of when they're not, I'm sorry, this is going to be very long. Let me get straight to the point. Basically when someone's preparing for marriage, they may be going through a, a mindset adjustment where maybe they're in fear, where maybe they're dealing with unhealthy, um, unhealthy habits because when you think about it, you, you have to have healthy relationships. You help them to maintain healthy relationships. But if someone's dealing with fear, anxiety, uncertainty of marriage, they're in that in-between stage. Maybe they've been in a relationship for 10 years and they still haven't gotten married. How would you go into depth of helping someone in that, in that area? I mean, there's a process. Like, first, we need to understand where, where you are. So that's the first step. You know, understanding where you are, where are you at in this relationship? First of all, where are you at as an individual? Because most people get into relationships, and I, and I have this in my workbook, where we're defining core values. That's one of the biggest steps. Do you, do you know your core values? Because some people are in relationships, and once again, if you're already in it, you're in it. So, I mean, this is not a condemnatory statement, but most of us start the relationship and don't even define our core values between each other. So we compromise. And now we're five months in, six months in, a year in, and we're preparing for marriage, but we don't even know if we agree on the same terms. So we got to like, literally, I would have to even 
backtrack and rewind them back to the beginning, do reverse engineering. Like, hey, what are your core values? What are your core values? Because most people say, I don't know. Even if they're already been, even if they've been with each other for three months, six months, I meet couples all the time that are passing by in the marketplace. And I ask them this question, they go, I don't know. And that could be one of the main reasons that they're one of the one of the main reasons that they're bumping heads. And so now that now that we know that, then it's like, how did we get? How did you get here? How did you get to this point? You know, were you guys just hooking up, and then it just got romantic, and then we just decided we might as well stick together. We had a child. There's a lot of variables in that, you know. And most people, the questions that people are asking is, um, um, why did I find? How did you find yourself in this situation? And now it's like, where do you want to go? You know, so when you have, when the, to answer your question, when we got to that point, we got to reverse engineer everything because most people started out wrong. And so we're now we're all the way down the road and I got to bring it back to the beginning. Got you, got you. How do you take them back to the beginning? The, this, is, this is where it comes into the diagnostic test, which I would say, I call it an assessment. If there's a couple that's listening to this, whether you're dating, you're preparing for marriage or you're married, maybe you haven't done this, but there's a relationship tool that I use um, through a company, you know, called Preparing Enrich. People can look it up. They've helped over 4 million couples. There's hundreds of thousands of therapists, psychologists, facilitators, counselors who have used this material and proven system and assessment to help couples identify their behavioral patterns and make them more aware of who they are. So that is one tool we got to start with right there. Just like if you bring a mechanic to your car, he's running a diagnostic, you come to me, we have to do an assessment because I have to know who I'm dealing with as a, as a couple and as two individuals. That makes sense. And I was going to say too, it's important, you said it's important that, that we understand who we are. Oh, that yeah. part is so important. It's like when you can't identify yourself, how can you, how can you even just match yourself up in that relationship? How can you, can you dive in a little bit deeper? Like give us an example of someone you would help if they didn't, if they didn't understand their identity, but they want to be in a relationship. Here's the deal. Most people will come to you and, and like this common complaints, like, oh, it's miscommunication, right? Mm -hmm. if the person doesn't know that they have a communication problem they'll just they'll say that it's something else so symptoms are subjective signs are objective right so for example a subjective symptom a person experiencing pain in their back right that's subjective an objective sign is like somebody has a rash on their arm and they say oh i got a rash on my arm you can see that the subjective symptom i can't see it so a person can say that, oh, I have mis this person has a miscommunication problem, but we don't know that that's the cause of the relationship going sour. The diagnostic is going to prove that. The relationship assessment is going to check that. Is this making sense? Yeah. So for all they're saying is they're just saying, oh, this is the reason that my relationship is like this. That's not the reason. Really, it could be from your upbringing. We got to, there's something... I flow like this is how I talk. Um, I have a chart and I have this thing called triple MA that I'm that I'm introducing to every couple that they got to do it. Triple MA. It's memory meetings and it's meeting again. 
triple MA, memory meetings, it's memory meetings to meeting again. And this memory meetings portion is I'm taking the couple, first I would take an individual. And we, when you're talking about who they are, we have to go back into some, some people, we have to go back into their childhood, their teenage years. Their, their, and if they're young adults, if they're older, go into their young adult time. Because most people are still battling with their memories. And they haven't over, they haven't even overcome that. And they're trying to be in a relationship. So you're battling with an identity crisis that stems from your memories. So we have to address that. The meeting again portion has to deal with you meeting this person again as if it's the first time. Like this is the first time you met him or her. Are you tracking with me? Absolutely. This is vital. The memory meeting to meeting again. Before we, like the memory, because it's like you may be with this person and now it's like, okay, I have to reverse engineer this whole system. I have to go back to go back to my memories because most couples are not having those conversations. We're not talking about our past together. We come together and we start doing life together and then something triggers and now him or her is like, you say something and it triggers something in them, but you don't know that's Joe when he was 16. And now he responds to you currently and you're looking at him sideways or she responds to you certain way and you're looking at her sideways. There needs to be a memory meeting where you guys come together and say, you know what? Not to pour all your laundry out, but here's what happened to me when I was 15 and I'm still dealing with it. And then when we can express that and overcome that, now what happens is we partner that memory, it begins to lose its strength. I stress this enough. I reiterate this so much because it's so vital. I've been through this process of memory meetings and I produced it because I noticed that when we can, when we can deal with our memories and our traumas, then we can meet the person again as if it's the first time. You got to meet them again every day like it's the first time. This is you training your mind to think like this. Because when we first meet people, it's all bells and whistles. It's all jolly, man, she looks so fine. He's so amazing. I can't see nothing wrong with them. And as we start doing life together, memories start coming because triggers, triggers start to respond. And then people responding off their memories. I choose and to, be, to be transparent with my fiance. I meet her again. I've trained my mind, not, not just with her, but I've trained my mind specifically with her to meet her again every day as if it's the first day. So this is an everyday thing. Or, or, or if it's the first month. Because here's the thing. Familiarity kicks in, but it's, in, it's a training your mind every day. Because when you first met him or her, you were doing that. You were studying every intricate detail. Now, now keep in mind. Well, let me just flow with this. You were studying every intricate detail about this person. Maybe when you sent them messages, you took, you took a deep thought before you sent that message. Maybe you went out of your way to study the way they like their ice cream or the way they like their food done. Or you know that when he comes home at this time, he wants his back rub with this particular type of oil, whatever the thing, whatever that thing is that you study. Now, if the memory is in there and we haven't addressed that, when triggers hit, you're going to stop meeting them again like it's the first time. It, you have to train your mind to think like this. But first, it starts with those memory meetings. Most couples I know for a fact, they're not having those meetings, let alone if they haven't taken the assessment. They're just going based off of what they know about each other. The assessment does, does a deep dive. It's just like that vehicle. You come to the mechanic and say, 
I need you to, uh, my car is making this clicking noise. I know it's the back tire rubbing against the muffler. And the mechanic's like, okay, let me see. Put it up on the thing. That's not even what it is. You guys have a memory problem. You guys keep triggering each other. And so it's hard to meet that person again as if it's the first time. Is this, is this you tracking? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming that this wouldn't just be helpful for those who are single, but also those who are married. Those yeah. who are married. Because that's important because you've been together for 20, 30, let's say someone's been together for 20, 30 years or so. And it almost seems like, I don't know exactly what it's like, but I would say that being in a, such of a long, lengthy relationship, you would think that you know the person. But what are some things that people should look out for when it comes to just renewing their marriage, making sure it continues to stay healthy? Can you touch on some areas like that? I want to I want to really stress that meeting again, man. Like, because here's the thing: when we when we when we met the person, I'm pretty sure whatever situation people are in right now, you didn't look at him or her like that's my competition. I was saying this on one of my, my podcasts. When we, when, we, when we begin to compete against one another, the relationship is already about to go downhill. Mm-hmm. We, should do, we should be complimenting, not competing. Now, let's say you are in that position where it, it seems like it's a constant competition with, with the person you're with. We have to take a pause. And if there's a man listening, I'm addressing the men because I'm a man. If there's a man listening, Take a breather, take a, take a stand, t- just take one moment and, and sit back, whether you're with your significant other or you're not, and just think about it. When you met her, the first month in, the first six months in, let's just say six months in, you cannot tell me that how you're looking at her now, you were looking at like her like that then. Or maybe the first month, maybe the first six months it did get ugly, but let's say the first month, there was something that had your eyes googly and sparkling where you said, oh my God, I want to spend the rest of my life with this woman. And now I, I can't wait till I leave this house and I don't want to be around her. Now, there may have been some things that occurred. You know, I don't know if people's situation that are listening. Maybe there's something that, that occurred that was very devastating. I don't know the ins and outs of that. But if that is the case, then of course, there will have to be more evaluation. There'll be have to, there have to be more coaching it one-on-one with that but I'm just saying for people that maybe there's something surface and it's not that deep we got to honestly be we got to be honest with ourselves and look at that person and say is this my is this my competitor why am I competing with my husband why am I competing with my wife let me look at this again through a different lens let me pause for a second and take one day just to look and do a self-evaluation like hold on a second when I first met her I just was, a, I was just aesthetic about her. When I first met him, I would go above and beyond for him. Is that, is this an overnight process? No, like I said, this is you training your mind to meet them again as if it's the first time or if it's the first month or if it's the first six months. Like, you know what? I'm going to be more intentional. Like, you know what? When, when she comes home, I'm going to run the bath. I don't want to, I'm angry, but that's what I did in the first month. That's what I did in the first year. I ran the bath every day. So let me get back to it. And you may be, you may, it, it may be hard, but that's why you're training yourself to meet again. Maybe you might do it one day a week starting out. Next thing you know, you're doing it three days out the week. Next thing you know, you're doing it four days out the week. But I guarantee meeting them again like it's the first time, 
it's going to start to rejuvenate and rekindle the fire. Mm. It takes another level of humility because familiarity kicked in. And now it's like, oh, that's just her. No. No, 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 no. Used to, used to, used to study how much salt and pepper she wanted in those eggs. Get back to that. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm. This is why I'm. I'm being transparent. This is why I'm trained. I train my mind daily to be like this over the past year. Like, no, I'm like, you know what? Hold on. There's times I'm about to call my fiance and say something. Not not negative in terms of calling and saying, "Hey, how you doing?" But then I go. Nah, that was kind of generic. Like, I, th- in terms of me, that's not how you would have did it, Jamel. So then I call and I do it. I'm very animated. I do it how I was going to do it. I plan, maybe I have some music playing in the back and I do a FaceTime video. Like, that's just me. I never want to get familiar. Is Are there days when I may miss it? Yes. But outside of that, I'm training my mind. No, meet her again, Jamel, as if it was the first, first three months, the first four months. When you met her, you would hold her hand and swing through the mall. When you met her, you would do singing songs and do, keep doing that. We stopped meeting again. I like that. I like that. So really, like, on a regular day, let's say that um, it's just a regular day, you know, you wake up next to each other, you're there. Do you feel like the meeting again is really necessary as far as just like, let's just make this a normal day. We just go lay out, be cool with it. Like, do you think is it because I want you to get I want people to understand the um exactly what you're saying like do we need to go get the flowers every single time or do we, can we just have a regular day no like i said these are just certain scenarios and pictures that are, for every couple it may be different you know and here's the thing meeting again is not just actions there we go it's also a thought process there's a spirit behind it there's mm-hmm. a certain type of mentality that you need to have. That's what you're adapting. You're, you're adopting a new mentality that even, because his thing, even if you just wake up and you guys, and you're just laying in the bed, you could be mentally not there. Mm-hmm. Physically, you're laying there, but mentally you're gone. But think about it. Meeting again means, remember, remember that first three months or six months or year or two years when you woke up, you were mentally there. Mm-hmm. Looking in her eyes, looking in his eyes, really looking at them, not looking in their eyes and mentally somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So this is a this is a this is a holistic approach, mm-hmm. and that meeting again. Um, big shout-outs to the Gary Chapman who wrote the book The Five Love Languages. I would actually connect that into this scenario and into relationships because meeting again that's going to play a significant part. Because meeting again is going to it's going to it's going to have to require you to understand your partner's love language. Because meeting, meeting them again, it may not be the same for everybody. You're going to buy her gifts saying, look, I'm meeting her again. I'm doing, I'm buying gifts now. Buy, but that's not her language. Mm-hmm. Let's just say her love language is words of affirmation. So meeting her again may be you affirming her again or affirming him again. You're, maybe you'll get back to that. Maybe when you first started out, you were giving him words of affirmation or giving her acts of service all the time. Then it just died out because you got familiar and you were like, oh, I can't believe we have these arguments. Now it's like, okay, let me get back to that and being more intentional. Like, you know what? I'm going to affirm her when she comes to the door. Like, hey, babe, your hair looks beautiful. I like the way you're wearing that dress. Maybe you haven't said it in months. And then maybe the next day comes, you don't say the same thing, but maybe you're in the kitchen. You'd be like, 
man, babe, the way you made that meal right, that's probably, the, and it's, and you're being, you're being honest, like, man, but you haven't said it in a while. So now you got, that, that's an amazing will. I like the way you did that right there, especially when you put that sauce in there. That's really that sauce, babe. You're getting back to being more intentional and meeting them again. I'm, I, I'm telling you, man, I've seen the results. It's going, it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tell to, but, but it's not easy. Right, right. Tell us Not why. Easy. What is that why behind the meeting again? What is that going to do in our relationships? It it brings us back. It brings us back to the why. It reminds us of the why. Why did I even marry her? Why did I even marry him? Why did I even, and if you're not married, why did I even get in a relationship with her or him? Mm-hmm. It brings you back to that. It, it starts to remove the clutter because through life, whether it's months gone by or years gone by, the clutter and life and the busyness of schedules and everything, it starts to maybe put, produce a clutter in there. And now we're together, but it's just him. It's just her. But we got to really do a self-evaluation and go back and say, hold on a second. When I met her, she was just the most amazing person that when I met him, it really takes some internal searching and really to sit there and be honest. Now, of course, there's some things that may have cl- may cloud that perspective that are very heavy and intense. It could be infidelity. It could be um, it could be some deep trauma hurt. You know, those things may not be as easy to clear away, but they can be cleared away with meeting again. Because that meeting again may look like you know what I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going to get a relationship coach. This is how much I want to meet her again or meet him again. Mm-hmm. And most couples, I would say this, most, most of us ignore it. Mm-hmm. We're not, some of us are not willing to put in that work to meet again. Now, am I saying that depending on the depths of what occurred in people's relationship, that's a choice that these people, these individuals have to make, you know, maybe it may be so devastating that somebody's like, you know what, I don't want to meet them again. It, it hurt. It was really bad. And I don't want to do this. That's a decision they would have to make. Yeah. But I do know for a fact that if people choose to meet again, it's going to require some work. It's going to require some responsibility. It's going to require some intentionality. It's going to require some soul searching, some mental searching. It's going to require some physical um, push through and, 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 and drive. It's going to require work. You're training your mind. You're training yourself to do something that you haven't done in a while. But it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. But that's just, this is why I say I would rather start early. So luckily, thankfully, my mind is being trained like this now because this I'm trying to make this a normal lifestyle. This is how I think, just normal. When I go to make some breakfast for my fiance, it's not like, oh, let me just whip this up real quick and give it to her. There's a, there's a moment where I take a pause. Even if I start getting in that mode, I take a pause, I go, hold on. Because I train my mind like this. So now I can stop and think and go, hold on, Jamel, how would you have done this in the first two months or the first day that she came over and you wanted to make her breakfast, how would you have done it? You would have really cut those strawberries up nice. I'm this is I'm being literally, this is how I would walk through my mind. You would have cut the strawberries up nice. You would have really, you probably would have got a nice glass, the little, maybe the champagne glass and poured the orange juice in there. And you probably would have set the syrup on the side and heated it up. And maybe in my haste, I stop and I think that way. And then I do it. You know what? Let me chop these strawberries up right. And then I come and say, here you go, babe. Was it, was it something that it, I want to do it till the, it becomes automatic? Because here's what happens. As we do it and becomes automatic, trust me, you're going to love the results. 
you're going to love the results as your significant other sits there and goes, thank you. Or whatever, however they express their gratitude towards you, it's going to have you like, oh, I like this. This meeting again is dope. This mm -hmm. works right here. This keeps, and then you just get, then you start to just get more creative as you begin to study your partner. You know, even, even like, even when I'm saying with the assessment tools, because the assessment tools are not just a one and done. You take the assessment, you got a copy of the assessment. You can study your partner. I think it's so amazing. You can study your partner and be like, oh, okay, she likes this. Oh, she doesn't like when I do that. Your relationships are work. You're being intentional. It's not once you once you stop being intentional, then that's when you just start to drift and be like, oh, we're just going with the motions. No, it's intentional. Every day, like, what am I gonna do? Oh, I saw that she likes this. I haven't done that in a while. I'm about to do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, every it's it's an exciting work. I do it every day. Mm -hmm. I was gonna every touch day. I was gonna touch on that because I feel like you know, you hear a lot of people say that marriage and being in a relationship requires work so you provide the tools mechanic you provide the tools to make that um low that 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 responsibility or that lifestyle will say the lifestyle of being in a relationship you give us what we need to make it a little bit more easier to manage mm -hmm. is that what it is yes even mm -hmm. through various i mean through the platform of my podcast through the book there's topics in there like mutual agreement, um, living with the memory, the power of forgiveness. Those chapters, those are tools right there. Mm -hmm. Like relationships are very exciting, you know, especially when you're with the person that you want to be with, when you know that your core values are in alignment. This is why it, gotta, it has to go back to the beginning. Maybe some people have you know, they're already months in or years in. That's cool. But, you know, you have to reverse engineer it. But for those that are starting out, starting out with those core values, mm -hmm. starting out, making sure we're in alignment before we even start traveling. Are we in a mutual agreement before we start going anywhere? Because, mm -hmm. you know, it talks about how can two be, how can mm -hmm. two walk together or travel unless they be in agreement? Mm -hmm. Some of us are in relationships, if we be honest, and there's no agreement. And that's why we keep bumping heads. Mm -hmm. Now it would some now that would make the meeting again more challenging because one we I have to even determine is there any agreement here in the assessment it gives it paints scenarios and asks questions that the couples answer and it prints out results to show your agreement percentage. Some couples' agreement percentage is very low. Does it mean that they can't build it up? Yes, it can because it's about strengthening. It's about strengthening the relationship. Mm -hmm. But if your percentage agree to, if your percentage in the agreement area is way off and very low then we need to question, what are we doing? Yes. He's always saying left, I'm always saying right. Why is that? Let's do an assessment and see why you guys can't agree on finances, family, sex, communication, conflict resolution. Why can't we, why is our, why is our agreement percentage in every one of these areas at like 10%? Mm. We, gotta, we gotta address this. Am I saying there's no hope? Yes, there's hope, but we gotta look at the results and understand this and see why is it like this? How can we strengthen these areas? But if we never do no assessment, if we never do no intentional and no take no intentional approach to our relationship and put some work and effort in, then we'll just be together like two ideas drifting through life. And then we'll do this. We'll, we'll, we'll make the, we'll say, this is the reason. Yeah. Oh, I know why we're not, we're not getting together because he doesn't know how to communicate. She doesn't know how to communicate. 
Well, you guys are saying that's the cause. Mm -hmm. But once you bring that car to a certified mechanic, you could tell him that's the cause all day. And you could complain about it all day. But like I said, what he's going to do is give it a diagnostic test and say, you know what? Y'all both wrong. Here's what's wrong. You need a new spark plug. And all along, you thought it was a tire mm -hmm. or you thought it was the muffler. The assessment shows, nope, it's not communication. It's you guys' upbringing. Mm. This is good. This is good. Because it's, it's honestly, that's honestly how it, honest it is. We oftentimes think it is something that we can see with our own physical eyes, but really we need someone to intervene or be that, that, um, that medium in the middle that helps us to figure out what the root is. You know, it's just like, cause you're in a relationship. It's like, you're in a relationship with yourself. It's like, it's like relationships oftentimes mirror who you are. And if you're constantly looking at this person and you think that that's the problem there, and there's no one else that's there to help really see what it really is. It's like a counselor, basically. Yeah. Think about it. Like I said, symptoms are subjective. Yeah. Signs are objective. Mm -hmm. So a subjective symptom, an example, I said, a person experiencing pain in their back, that's a subjective symptom. We can't see the pain in their back. Yeah. An objective sign is a person has a rash or a lump on their arm. We can see that. That's subjective. I can see, oh yeah, you do have a rash on your arm. I see it right there. Mm -hmm. So in relation to a mechanic, to my mechanic concept, a person's relationship can be suffering from poor communication as a symptom, subjective. It is understood by the, by the it's only understood by the couple. They're saying, oh, we got a miscommunication problem. Now, if it's clearly seen by others, that's subjective. Like if I just see that couple constantly arguing, I'm like, okay, it's objective. That's an objective symptom. Okay, we can clearly see, yeah, they got a commu communication problem. Yeah. So, but the miscommunication is not the problem. <clears throat> Nine times out of 10, the miscommunication is a symptom or a sign of the problem yeah. or an underlying issue. The mm -hmm. issue could be a plethora of things, growing up without both parents, dysfunctional upbringings, mental trauma, a lack of education, generational curses, et cetera. Mm -hmm. so we got to be so that's something that a certified facilitator or like I would say myself relationship mechanic as I do these assessments I'm able to identify that like you know what the 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 symptom that you're saying it is that's not what it is mm -hmm. unless I can clearly see it you know if I can clearly see like if you guys are sitting there talking to me and you guys are just bumping heads and arguing I can say okay this this is like a communication thing right here but if you just come to me and say, he has poor communication. She has poor communication. Okay, that's that's really sub, that's really subjective. I don't know that. Once again, it's like the pain in the back. Mm -hmm. I can't see the pain in the back. Mm -hmm. I can't see that it's poor communication. So let's do an assessment and let's see if that's really what it is. Yeah. And if that is what it is, now his thing, once we identify that's what it is, now we have to go take steps to correct it. And what that correction looks like, based on the assessment, maybe it may be six to eight weeks of coaching so we can start to improve this communication. Because it doesn't make your relationship bad. It's just that that's an area that you need to grow in. Mm -hmm. When somebody comes to me, it's not like, oh, you're poor, you're, you're a bad communicator. No, that person needs to improve in that area. They need to grow in that area. It's about strengthening that area because there may be areas that you're strong in and that may be an area that you're weak in. Doesn't mean that you, we just need to grow, we just need to uh, improve that strength area and make it stronger.
right, where that. the work comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So that's basically how people could be able to get in. Um, what people would obtain when working with you is mm-hmm. getting that assessment that they need so that they can be able to have healthy, a healthy relationship. Yeah. First thing we want to do is I call it like I use the acronym IRON from mm-hmm. Fire Iron Consultant IRON. And everybody's going through the fire with me. So the I is identify where you guys are. The R is rewind and find out how do we get here. The O is we're going to have an outcome from using the assessment. And then the N is navigating to where we want to go. So identify where you guys are, rewind out, rewind and find out how do we get here. Use the assessment tool for the outcome and then the end and navigating to where we want to go. Once we identify those, now we can start navigating, okay, where do we want to go with this relationship? Do we, do we want to be married now that we have these results? Some people may not. They may see it and go, you know what? I, we, I don't want to put in this work. And that's okay. I'm not, here's the thing. For those that are listening, to each his own who you choose. I'm not, I'm not going to be one of, I'm not one of those sugar-coated <clears throat> coaches, counselors, facilitators, whatever title you deem to put on there. I'm a certified facilitator through the company Preparing and Rich, but we can, we can do this thing very practical. Relationships are not as complicated as we make them. When we take the necessary steps, we can avoid a lot of these pitfalls and confusion. In the workbook that I released recently, one of the main things I can't stress enough from seeing it through running past a lot of couples is each individual knowing what their core values are, whether it's one or two or three core values that you're not willing to compromise on. Because a lot of times we enter relationships and we compromise our core values and confusion starts to run rampant. Somebody's core value may be, you know what? The person has to like big families because I want five children. And the other person may say, well, I only want one. This is my core value. I'm not compromising. Let's say those two ignore it and they come together. You got one person that wants five children and they're adamant. This is their core value. The other person's like, I only want one. And they start doing life together. When it's time to do, when it's time to engage in building this family, one person's trying to have five kids. The other person's like, I only want one. Well, I only want five. I just want five. I only want one. But I thought you said, and it, 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 it. their core values are colliding. And then nobody's willing to compromise. And so then they say, we got a communication problem. No, we don't. We have a core value problem mm-hmm. or a core value issue. And nobody's willing to compromise. It doesn't make the couple, does it make one, of the, one, or, one or the other bad? No, it's just that, you identify that in the beginning. You should have never moved forward. I know for some coaches and counselors, they would love that and say, oh, you know what? Let's, I can make this work. No, you can't make it work, bro. There's no agreement. We can't move forward without the agreement. And I can't, and as a coach, I can't make you agree. She wants five children, you want one. And she's not compromising, you're not compromising. What are you guys gonna do? Nobody's willing to compromise. It's over. I can give you guys all the greatest tools. Guess what? You'll start walking together, but it says, how can two walk together lest they be in agreement? If you're not in agreement, you guys can start walking together, 
And then only it's only going to be a matter of time before the five children and the one child comes up in scenario again. It's going to because that's a that's a core value that you're not willing to compromise. So you're going to start drifting again. So you might as well just drift and stay away. Gotcha. Got For real. Got to be honest with yourself. Now that's that's just that's just an example of core values. Everybody's core values are different. I, that's just a scenario that I painted. But understanding those in the beginning, right. in the beginning. And when I say the beginning, I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, first, second, third date. Mm-hmm. Talk about your core values. Hey, this is what I'm not willing to compromise. Okay, you all right? We're not going to work. It was very nice meeting you. Thank you. You know why? Because what this is life. Mm-hmm. this is somebody you're about to do life with and life is very fragile mm-hmm. you're about to invest time energy resources your mind your your potentially your body you're investing this stuff why not know what i'm getting into right out the right in the beginning mm-hmm. we do it with everything else this is oh, i don't want to say this wait this is say that we do it with everything else we take an in-depth study and evaluation about everything else. Before I go to this university, if they don't have this requirement and they don't have this thing for me to graduate, I'm not going to that school. And we do some in-depth study. We go to Google, we go into Google Scholars, we go into every resource we can get. We, oh, they don't have it, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the relationship, it's like, oh, I guess, okay, let's see. Maybe, maybe they'll put the classes in. Maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll change down, you know, two months, three months. Maybe she'll, she'll come along on my side six months later. I'm, I'm, I'm going to convince her. Hmm, that part. I'll convince him. And I'm not knocking anybody that has sexual intercourse, but sometimes we use that as a tool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a little bit and he'll, he'll soon work it. He'll still come around my way. Or oh, once I do this for her, she'll soon turn my way and compromise on her core value. But then when you do all of that and they don't, we back to where we started. Mm-hmm. And now that we don't mix that into the play, oh, it gets, it gets even more fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you for sharing all that with us. You, I, I felt like you were talking to me and I'm just, I'm feasting on it. And um, I thank you for even just breaking that down because it's important that we know um, how to build healthy relationships, but also knowing how to keep reminding ourselves of where to start and what was our why. The why, I feel like it's the most important part of a relationship or anything that you do. And so you broke it down to us and you gave us a good understanding when it comes to just being in a healthy relationship and choosing someone too, not, comp- not, not allowing, not, not making ourselves to go into any type of we're almost trying to change someone, but understanding what's important when it comes to recognizing the value of a relationship. So thank you and for knowing, that. And the thing is knowing, knowing what we want, you know, yeah. and, for, and I want to say this for anybody that may be wherever they are in their relationship, in their marriage, you can always be redeemed. It's not about, oh, I'm here and my life is ruined. No, you can always be redeemed. You can always, you can always, you can, you can start now. No matter what happened then, whatever happened, happened. I always say the time you have left is more valuable than the time that you spent. Mm-hmm. What you spent is already spent. What, what you have in front of you is, is more valuable because you haven't even touched it yet. That mm-hmm. time hasn't even been invested. That energy haven't, hasn't even been exhausted. What you have left is more valuable than what you have spent. So if you're listening to this, you can start 
today. You can start now all over again with a new mentality. You can sit down in front of your computer or your notepad or with your significant other and say, hey, I want to start again right now, today, tonight. Whatever time it is, I want to start right now. I'm starting new. And let's say you're not with somebody. I'm, I'm starting new. I'm, I'm writing down my core values tonight. I, I'm going to write down what I want. Because when you know what you want, when you meet the person or while you're with the person, then you don't bump heads. Because you both know what you want. Mm -hmm. And we're in agreement. And we're, and, it's not, and it's not over. We, we have to constantly put in this work. We're constantly revisiting the agreement. Hey, are you, are you still trying to go to school? Are you still trying to start that business? Okay, we're still in agreement. Okay, boom. We start walking through life. And maybe six months later, we, we, we periodically revisiting everything, you know? periodically retaking probably assessments, you know, maybe a year later, we take an assessment. Okay, we're still on the same page. Okay, we're not in agreement right here. How can we approve that? Because last year we were in agreement. It seems like the percentage dropped a little bit. Is there something I'm doing wrong, babe? Is there something I'm doing wrong? Okay, or there's something I need to adjust. It's a, it's, this is work, mm -hmm. but it's for healthy relationships. Yes. If we go back to the mechanic scenario, you know, not to sound redundant, but it's just like the vehicle. If I want this vehicle running a long time, mm. I'm going to constantly be putting in some maintenance, mm. putting in the oil change, rotating the tires. You know, I got a long journey ahead of me. Let me make sure this is working. Let me go get this checked out. Let me check out the su suspension. I need a wheel alignment. Let me go see the mechanic. I think it's that, but it's not that. Okay. I'm constantly checking it. Because if not, and this is the other flip side, if not, then it costs more in the long run. Mm -hmm. Ignore the tires if you want to. I've done it. I, I, let me tell you, I'm, and we can, we can shut it down. Let me tell you the ignorance of what I did. This is, this is a perfect story because this relates to relationships. I had a vehicle and, and people, and this is interesting. Listen to the scenario and put yourself in the scenario in your relationship. People were telling me, even my, one of my friends who was a mechanic, man, I, I looked at your tires, man. He was, cause he was changing my oil. He said, he said, "Bruh, I think you need to um, I think you need to get some new tires." I was like, "Man, them tires is good, man." He said, "Nah, I know tires, man. Like them two front tires, man. They look like they about to bust any minute." I said, "Man, they got a good another, they got another six months on them at least, at least three months, if anything, three months." He was like, "All right." Seen one of my other friends. I pulled up. He was like, "Bro, you might need to replace that tire." I'm like. I got you, man. I'm like, I'm like, these jokers got some, this, this, it got a little more wear. Now I would look at it and go, they probably right, but I could get a little more out of this. Think about the relationships. Mm -hmm. My dude who's the mechanic said, look, man, I changed those tires for you. Give me about $400. I put, you know, two, cause I got the hookup. I give you two new tires on the front. Nah, nah, I'm gonna push out. I'll come see you in a couple months. I'm driving down the road one day. <laughs> this is what happens in our relationships. I'm driving down the road one day, pop, pop. I'm like, oh, I'm sliding over to the side of the road. I get out, both tires pop. And I'm sitting there like, oh man. So now look, I got to call somebody to tow it. I'm waiting on the side of the road for like four, five hours. The dude come to tow it. I get to the mechanic spot. My dude, he like, yo, I got to put a whole new rim on here. Cause when you, when the tires pop, the rim got damaged running up against the curve. Mm. So now I got to put new tires on there, new rim. And I had to pay for the tow dude and my man's labor service for the mechanic. So what would have cost me, how much he, he was going to charge me 400, 200. I forget the price. 
Now it ended up costing me about $1,700. Dang. Yeah. This happens in relationships. Mm. Nah, I'm cool. I don't need no assessment. I don't got to go with no coach. I don't got to speak to nobody. Your girlfriend telling you, girl, I think you need to, your homeboy telling you, bro, I think you should, somebody, somebody saying something. Yeah. You're like, nah, 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 I'm cool. It's going to cost you in the long run. Because mm. now we got to get a divorce. And I was looking at some statistics that I sent to somebody. Divorces cost a lot of money, especially if there's a lot of assets involved. Or we got to break this relationship off. And I just moved all the way from this state to your house and put my stuff in your apartment. And now I got to call my cousin or somebody to come get the U-Haul truck and move it all out. All of these things, these are variables that end up costing. But all we had to do was go see the mechanic. Mm. Thank you for that. Oh, my goodness. Great story, great way to end and let us know the importance of just even having a relationship mechanic. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure there are people out there who are, who are going through a similar situation who could use the assistance. So actually Jamel, he is on um, all social media platforms under Jamel D. Jackson. That's J-A-M-E-L D as in donkey Jackson, like Michael Jackson. And um that's where you can actually reach him as well. This website as well. It's jameldevonjackson.com, correct? Mm-hmm. Jameldjackson.com. Jameldjackson.com. Is there any last words that you want to leave with us today? I want to, I want to, I want to reiterate on that, that quote that I said, and I share it a lot because I had, I, that, that quote came to me when I had went through a relationship situation myself, because I believe there may be somebody listening that's in a situation whether married or just in a long-term relationship and they're at a certain point and they may be thinking, I can't start again with too deep in this problem that's persisted so long. The time you have left is more valuable than the time that you have spent. So starting over, whether it's in the relationship or not in the relationship, the time you have left is more valuable than the time that you have spent because the time that you have not spent, you haven't even accessed it yet. So just remember that the time you have left is more valuable than the time that you have spent. Got it. Y'all take notes. Take notes on that now. (laughs) Well, thank you again, Jamel. And um, we will definitely be hearing more from you. You actually have a podcast too, The Value Podcast, right? Yeah, every, every, from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, it's Jamel D. Jackson and I will pop up. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in having a, um, a consultation, go to Jamel D. Jackson and let's let's make it happen. Let's do it. 15 minutes could save your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining again. And we will hear from you on the flip side. All right. All right. Thank you all for uh, joining in on the God Identity podcast. If this was helpful for you in any type of way, please be sure to leave us a comment on um, uptoneradio.com and we will be able to uh, share your message and also let others in and know how they too can be helped in our podcast episodes. So thank you all so much for listening and we'll catch y'all later.